0: Welcome to the award-winning Texas
1: Outdoor News. 60 minutes of news, interviews, hints, and insight into the great
2: outdoors. Now your hosts, Harold Gunn and Bill Olson. And good morning to you. This is Harold Gunn, and Texas Outdoor News is brought to you by Ford Trucks and your best in Texas Ford dealers. And today, we're going to be bringing you outdoor news from throughout the state as well as the nation along with the best bets for fishing, hunting, and a whole lot more.
1: Good morning, Texas. This is Bill Olson. Hope everybody's having a great weekend. Man, it's gotten hot out oh there, boy. Uh, it, and, and it's not looking any better no. uh, anytime soon. We're we're looking forward to September one to fool ourselves yeah. that fall will be. I'm sure here, not looking you know. forward
2: to August. <laughs> which is usually the hottest uh, it's it's um it's just summer it, <laughs> yeah. it's
1: summer we gotta we, we, we're gonna have to deal with it take it a day at a time don't get too far out ahead right um we've got a great guest uh john Slavosky, texas parks and wildlife wildlife division director um over the years it's been fun to meet and visit uh, these folks that start out as wildlife biologists mm-hmm. uh, become district leaders there you go and move on up to assistant wildlife division director and now head of the department all right so we're going to check with john to see what challenges we think hunting we think wildlife but when you say wildlife it's really more encompassing you know than just um terrestrial um, species so we'll be visiting with john uh, about the challenges that his department has plus You know, we've got some news. Oh, yes, indeed. (laughs) Uh, Plus, our outdoor report, and we're going to find out if um, Harold has been uh, fossil fueling or electric. So, (laughs) y'all stick around. Texas Outdoor News will be
3: right back. Someone is stealing Texas wildlife. And the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department needs your help to stop it. Every time a poacher strikes, it is theft, pure and simple. Poaching also impairs your ability to enjoy your wildlife resources. Whether you hunt, fish, or just enjoy the wonders of Texas wildlife. Now to many, there is nothing lower than a poacher, and we have a way to deal with it. It's called Operation Game Thief. Operation Game Thief was established in 1981 as a means for you to help Texas game wardens stop illegal hunting and fishing. A toll-free number is your link to Operation Game Thief. 1-800-792-GAME. That's 1-800-792-GAME. If a report results in apprehension and conviction, Operation Game Thief will pay rewards up to $1,000. Something else for you to know, Operation Game Thief is funded entirely by private donations. That means we need your tax-deductible financial support. To find out how to become a sponsoring member of Operation Game Thief or to report a hunting or fishing violation, call 1-800-792-GAME.
2: I was in the hospital with my son for 18 months. When he got injured, I knew I had to be strong. I just remember rushing into his room and giving him a big hug and letting him know
4: I was there.
0: These veterans and families are just a few of the heroes we serve at Homes for Our Troops. We build specially adapted custom homes with features like wheelchair access and automatic door openers that allow them to focus on their recovery and family.
3: This house is freedom. It's hope. It's a new beginning.
0: Visit hfotusa.org.
3: Love. At Shriners Hospitals for Children, love provides care to those in need. It fuels the desire to discover medical breakthroughs. Love motivates our compassionate staff, our renowned medical physicians, and volunteers who are all dedicated to caring for children. At Shriners Hospitals for Children, love comes to the rescue every day as we work to restore the joys of childhood. To offer your love and support to children in need, call 1-800-241-GIFT.
1: You're listening to Texas Outdoor News. Bill Olson and Harold Gunn. We do appreciate you making us a part of your weekend plans. And right off the top of the program, I want to say, all right, all right, all right. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. Matthew, Matthew. And, Matthew. Goodness gracious. Um, the beat goes on. Congress, um, you know, passes a bill that has no chance of passing the Senate. Mm. So, you know, they're posturing um one of my great concerns of reading the aftermath of the tragedy in uvalde is um john corinth republican or rhino um is been nominated as the republican to negotiate on behalf folks i remember in 2013 2014 um obama was president we dealt with this before there was the u.n you know, wanting to pass sanctions, okay? And um, Senator Corinth comes into Texas, into Houston, at the Bass Pro Shop in Pearland. I was one of seven members on a table roundtable discussion, and the question he laid on everyone was, "What, what modifications, what changes would be acceptable to you?" And I listened to representatives from the Rifle Association turkey, ducks, others, these people were volunteers mm-hmm. and really totally ill-prepared. And when it came my turn to speak, I was the next to the last one, Yeah, I said, I'm really disappointed in this question and in the position because you're asking us to slowly, incrementally, in pieces, give away rights. Yeah. Okay. Where does it end? And I said – Senator, you just say no. And there was probably hmm, 100 people in the room Mm -hmm. and, you know, applauded um, that position. And I spoke with him afterwards and I said, you don't do this. Hadn't really seen this. And what concerns me now is Biden is president. Mm -hmm. And the question coming up again is. So what, what? What modifications can we make right. that would be acceptable to you?
2: Well, sad thing, and Bob says something very smart earlier today. It really took me aback. <laughs> Our producer, but it's the, you get to the situation of uh, even if it's wrong, we got to do something, and that's that's bad news.
1: Well, the something is what we've seen before that doesn't work. Yeah. Okay. You can look at uh, all sorts of models in states and cities around the country. Uh-huh. Um, what we need to do is protect. Yes. Um, and nobody wants to go there. Um, why that is not just a very logical, let's protect, have procedures and, um, follow procedures and make sure the kids, you know, and other gun free areas are, are secure. Right. Um, because it's going to continue to be a problem.
2: Yeah, I'm going to bring something up I should have done last week, but we had so much on our plate then. But, uh, you know, Memorial Day, uh, honoring those who've given their lives in in wars. uh, But that's something that ought to be 365. And and, uh, Congressional Research uh, Service, the Defense Department, put this up, and I hadn't seen these numbers before. Uh, The losses in the Revolutionary War, 4,435. I would have thought it had been more than that, but of course there were so many less of us then. 1812, 2260. The Mexican War, 13,283. Uh, That's a pretty big jump. Yeah. Go to the big ones uh, World War One 116,516. This is U.S. deaths, by the way. World War Two four 405,399. Uh, I'll round this out. Korean War, 36,000. Vietnam War, 58,000. Afghan, 2,300. Iraq, 4,400. And I know you know the answer. The biggest loss uh, of American soldiers was which war? So War. You got it. 625,000. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Unbelievable.
1: It gets ugly when we butt heads with each other.
2: Don't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But bless their hearts.
1: Um, here in the Lone Star State, uh, do have some positive news for, oh, for those uh, that enjoy water recreation. Yes. Um, Texas Game Wardens issued fewer boating related citations over Memorial Day weekend than they did in 2021. The cited increase in boater safety awareness and patrols by Game Wardens and other Marine safety officers as contributors to the drop in incidents. Mm-hmm. I'll agree with that in part. Yeah. The other part, hmm. not as many people on the water. Ah, fuel prices. You know, n- not only for the boat but for the vehicle.
2: That's what the government's done for us. We're yes. so much safer now
1: that the fuel prices are higher. I, I don't. I don't mean to dis. Less you know, people discu- driving. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't mean to discourage. You know, boater safety right. and patrols and you know, don't drink and drive. Um, but um, let's also look at a uh, contributing factor: the reality um, you know, things mm-hmm. for you, bow hunters, are you want to be bow hunters? Um, there is a program that Texas parks and wildlife has initiated. Uh, you can go to, uh, the community archery program page on their website. Um, the TPWD. Texas. Gov. And, uh, it's going to help you get started with videos, mm-hmm. instructional videos and things of that nature. um, Glad to see that aspect being available. Quite honestly, YouTube has done a, a pretty fair job mm-hmm. if you can vet right. programs, you right. know, right. that, that uh, truly show folks how to do it right. Yeah,
2: there's a lot of stuff out there.
1: All right. This is week one of our weekly oh, yes. reporting okay. of the 2022 CCA Star Tournament Leaderboard. And let's start with the uh, star kids, because there's some big changes, Harold. Um, the winner are the um would get a thirty thousand dollar scholarship uh-huh. that's what we're going to give and then we're also going to give the fourth runner up name okay right because in between there's a 20 then a 15 and then a 75 and the fourth runner up is 2500 so if you want to leave and get the thirty thousand, you have to best this person's all okay. right just to get in the money you have to best the fourth runner up okay so lead us off so,
2: I'm just giving kids. the leader. Or I'm giving all of them. No, you're giving the leader. <laughs>
1: okay. And the fourth runner-up.
2: Oh, okay. First and last. I'll try it that way. Was the yeah. first time I've seen this this year. So, okay. Uh, Sheep's head. How about that one? Yeah, eight pound three ounce. Corin Bashy. And there's no fourth runner-up yet. Right. I did that right. Okay. Gaff top. Uh, six pound one ounce. Brooks Sumral. Uh, fourth is uh, three pound seven ounce. Jaeger or Jaeger, Chargois or Chargois. Boy, I'm going to mess that one up again. Um, Are you doing
1: teens? I'll do teens. Same thing, 30,000 for the leader, 2,500 for fourth runner up. Hadley Bashi, that family just. We've seen that name before. We've seen that name before. (laughs) We have. Five pounds, eight ounce in the sheep's head. No fourth runner up uh, entered so far. Gafftop, Riley Hendricks. 8 pounds, 1 ounce, and the fourth runner-up is Jacob um, Schrider, 3 pounds, 3 ounce. Okay. Turn the page. Yes,
2: got it right. Okay, the uh, inshore division. There you go. Sheepshead leader. Mm-hmm. Okay, 9-pound uh, even, James Martin. Uh, Gaff top, 5-pound, 9-ounce, Dacia Sumrall, and uh, black drum, 13-pound, 15-ounce, Scott Spencer.
1: In the uh, offshore division, Kingfish Leader, 30-pound minimum, just for your information, for that Polaris package, Uh, Nicholson, um, year? Could be. Okay. Uh, 44 pounds, 6-ounce. Dorado Leader, 20-pound minimum. John Hark, 33 pounds, 5-ounce. And then Ted uh, Brodus, Jr., in the Ling Division, 51 pounds, 11-ounce. Nobody's caught a red snapper that has met the 20-pound minimum.
2: Okay. Ah, let's go to these tagged uh, fish. That's uh, that's great. The, the red tags are for a uh, uh, new uh, F-150 Ford truck, uh, uh, haney boat, mercury motor, coastline trailer, and all in all. Good, good package of good stuff, man. We've got one right now pending a polygraph, uh, so we don't have a name for that person yet.
1: Nope, and that was turned in at Roy's Bait and Tackle there on SPID in Corpus Christi, in the blue tag division uh, with a boat package. Nobody's caught a blue tagged redfish yet, Mm. so it's still wide open. But it is early, folks. Oh, indeed. Um, Runs through September fifth. That's Labor Day Monday at five p.m. Right. You can't
2: win. If you're not entered, and it's it's real cheap insurance, friends. Absolutely, we have every year. We have people in group therapy <laughs> that caught a tag redfish uh, uh, and weren't entered. And the crazy thing is, is just for entering. Mm-hmm. Now you've
1: already missed one opportunity you know, for the a drawing in the early bird. Right, but just for entering, there's a boat, motor, trailer package mm-hmm. just for entering. Yep. And I mean, you know, it, it makes sense. It does. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we've got our best bets. Got the outdoor report, and we're going to find out if Harold is electric or fuel.
3: Friends, you can now listen to Texas outdoor news worldwide on Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher allows you to listen to your favorite shows directly from your iPhone, Android, Kindle, PC, Mac, and more. On demand and on the go on your mobile phone with no syncing and no memory or storage waste. Downloading Stitcher is quick, easy, and free. Just go to texasoutdoornews.com and click on the Stitcher tab. In your app store, order Stitcher
2: free and listen anytime, anywhere on stitcher.com. America's best-selling truck for 45 years running is Ford. These people work very hard every day to build the best trucks. Trucks you need, trucks with the best-in-class payload and towing. Ah, but you're not going to see them celebrate these 45 years with a lot of fireworks and party hats because it's not about them, it's about you. It's about building the trucks you can depend on to get the job done. That's how they built them yesterday, that's how they build them today, and most importantly, that is how they will build them tomorrow. America's best-selling truck for 45 years, Ford's F-Series. Built Ford Tough, the best in Texas. We're back with Texas Outdoor News, and this portion of the program is brought
1: to you by Third Coast Thermal. Launched in 2015, Third Coast Thermal is owned and operated by a Christian family that's proud of the USA and is committed to providing professional guidance to their clients to help assure a day uh, and nighttime hunting forays are the adventures that make lasting memories. Third Coast Thermal offers a variety of traditional high-quality scopes, binoculars, and other optics. They also offer superior night vision and thermal imagery equipment, plus other hunting tools worthy of your consideration. When it comes time to invest in these hunting tools, the professionals at Third Coast Thermal will provide their analysis of products that'll help assure a well-informed hunting investment. We were talking about the heat earlier in the program. Yes. And earlier this week, stepped outside probably around 7.30, Mm -hmm. quarter to eight. And I went, this isn't
2: bad. Ah.
1: You know, I mean, the temperature had started to abate. Right. Um, what a great time to get out and yes. have a different perspective of hunting. Right. The cool of evening. The cool of yeah. evening, that's right. right. Um, anglers already know it. Mm-hmm. You know, hunters should too. And um, to get tricked out with what fits your budget uh-huh. and what fits your hunting needs.
2: And what fits your gun. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right.
1: Right. You need to uh, visit the folks at Third Coast Thermal. ThirdCoastThermal.com. Go there. You can see their lineup. Uh If you don't see what you're looking for, I mean, just another reason to give them a call. Right. uh, Because there's so much new product coming out, um, and they're going to help you out. Then you can give them a call at 832-827-4574. That's 832-827-4574. ThirdCoastThermal.com.
2: Indeed, checking the Texas Outdoors Journal, Fishing and Hunting Times. This weekend, Saturday is rated as the best day. This Sunday, as well as Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, are a quartet of good ones. Thursday is another best day, while Friday is another good one. Next Saturday slips to fair, but Sunday jumps back to good. This weekend and on Monday, look for game to be most active from mid-morning until early to mid-afternoon. On Tuesday and Wednesday, this major feeding period of the day will begin either side of the noon hour, continue until late afternoon by Thursday, Friday, and next Saturday. Times will have adjusted, with game actively feeding from early to mid-afternoon until the evening hours before sunset. Next Sunday, a major time shift occurs, with game beginning to feed well before sunrise, continue foraging until mid-morning. On Tuesday, June the 14th, we will have a full moon. On the coast, this weekend and on Saturday, there will be a double-tide schedule of two high and two low tides. This Sunday through Wednesday, a string of days with a single-tide schedule of one high and one low each day. Thursday has a single low tide as the only tide of the day. Thursday through next Sunday, each have—wait a minute. I doubled up on that. Each have a—oh, this a, 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 a single-tide single schedule. I'm sorry. I said Thursday twice, but it's still the single-tide schedule through uh, next Sunday. Okay. Okay. I confuse everybody. I'm confused myself with that one. <laughs>
1: no, Thursday has a single low tide. Oh, okay.
2: As the only. Oh, and
1: then Thursday mm-hmm. through next day also say? has a single mm-hmm. tide. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, actually, um, oh. uh, that's probably a typo. It's Friday through Sunday. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, on your toes, Harold. Way to go. Way to go. All right. On the coast, <laughs> winds have started to lay a bit, and fishing has started to improve. Goodness, over Lake Calcasieu in South. Uh, West Louisiana, some great catches, mixed bag catches, redfish, trout, um, occasional flounder being brought in, and um, same thing in Sabine, um, the uh, Galveston Bay Complex, you know that fish uh, will be shallow early and then retreat to the deeper reefs. Start thinking of the old names like Hannah's Confederate, Mm -hmm. um, then drift on down to um, the triangle between Caracqua, Green's, Meekums. Um, in West Galveston Bay, down to San Luis Pass, um, fish the satellite bays and the intercoastal waterway. Heading further south uh, out of Freeport, and there's a lot of trips going out of there Uh for Red Snapper uh, that opened on June 1st. Uh, You've got um, east and west Matagorda. East, you either drift reefs or in west, you're uh, working the grassy shorelines um, and the guts and bars uh, looking for redfish. Um, further south, uh, some good catches have been coming in, um, down around Cedar Bio, It's something that hasn't really been talked about since it reopened, yep. but Mesquite and Ayers Bay and out in the surf, you can anchor your boat, um, at the restricted area, walk over to the, to the surf. And it's been pretty, pretty doggone good. In fact, the surf has been good on, on these light wind days, mid coast area back in behind St. Joe Island. You've got, um. Uh, Playing the tides coming out of the uh, drainage, uh, the back marsh areas, and same thing in behind both north and south Padre Island grass beds. Um, west side out of Port Isabel has been absolutely phenomenal. So have been the jetties. Oh.
2: Yeah. So what's going on in our lakes? Well, let's take a peek. Let's head over to East Texas, Conroe. Hybrid stripers are good in small schools with an early morning topwater bite, then transition to 16 to 25 feet of water, jigging with a one-ounce spoon or trolling with a hellbender and a pet spoon. Fork. Crappie are stacking up on laydowns, brush piles, points, ledges, and certain trees. Minnows will produce a lot of fish right now. Lake of the Pines. Crappie are excellent on brush in 15 to 20 feet of water, biting on minnows and jigs. Uh, Bass are good on topwaters shallow early in the morning. Livingston. Bass are good early morning on topwaters, then pushing out to grass ledges with crankbaits and swimbaits. Sam Rayburn. Bass are shallow on topwater frogs in the morning, moving to 15 to 18 feet off drops and ledges, using Carolina rigs later in the day. Palestine. Bass on the north end are biting Texas rig brush hogs and tube jigs in three feet of water around brush and stumps. On the south end, the bass are biting Carolina rigs and deep diving crankbaits on Point Somerville. Crappie, bluegill, catfish are good in the, the Somerville Marina early morning and late evening. This pattern should persist throughout the summer. Texoma. Striped bass are excellent with top waters and some slabs. Uh, Alabama rigs in 18 to 25 feet of water. Fish are surfacing every day, and the warmer it gets, the better the bite will become.
1: All right, heading to South Texas, out Del Rio Way, where Amistad Reservoir, about 58 feet low, but black bass fishing's good on craw pattern Texas rig plastics in 5 to 15 feet of water. Bladed jigs and swim baits fished around hydrilla. Folks, water is extremely low, so um, run in the channels and ditches uh, and keep your eyes wide open. Choke Canyon bass are good in shallow water in seven feet or less. From Callahan to the dam around Hydrilla, good topwater bite with um, black-colored bait. Um, while the Mayfly hatch is on, the uh-huh. Mayfly hatch creates a good topwater bite. Because it attracts the perch to feed on the surface and in turn brings up the bass. Ah, hey, good tip there. Okay. All right, um, for Texana, night cache fishing is, Texana was in the wrong place. That's Falcon. Night fishing is excellent in Zapata County. Boat ramp and the state park in 10 to 20 feet of water using cut carp, tilapia, and shad. Bigger fish in the main lake. Lake Allen Henry, crappie are good in 25 to 40 feet of water over trees with minnows. And there's a good bite under the green light in 35 feet of water. Meredith, crappie are excellent, with minnows being the ticket. Throw jigs, grubs, and other artificials will also get you bit as well. Walleye are excellent with many limits coming on minnows, crawlers, crankbaits, grubs, and other artificials.
2: Okay, heading to the hill country. Big Lake Buckhanna and bass are good on shallow rocks and uh, vegetation and flipping uh, shallow trees with worms and crawl worms. Topwater bite is getting good as well. Canyon, bass are good around hydrilla with tops, jerks, and flukes. Crappie are good on core of engineer brush piles using minnows or jigs, LBJ. Bass are good in ten feet or less under the docks and around the brush piles with frogs and sinkos. Swim baits along the banks as the bass feed on bait fish. Night fishing is good for bass. Travis. Bass are good schooling in the morning on main lake points and marinas chasing shad. Downsize your topwaters and jigging spoons to match bait size. Crappie are excellent in the Peter Nalleys area, 1822 feet of water on brush piles and live bait. Waco. Crappie are good on timber and brush piles anywhere from 10 to 20 feet of water using minnows and jigs. Uh, The 12 foot outlaw crappie rods were the key enabling anglers to keep off the brush piles.
1: Tell you what, crappie fishing around brush, those long rods Uh um, are absolutely phenomenal, Uh, really are great. Um, On the hunting scene, we are 11 and a half weeks from the opening of traditional fall hunting seasons on September 1. As an update, uh, if you missed this previously, the um, axis deer, um, black buck and nail guy, but particularly the axis deer whose antlers were frostbitten mm-hmm. and did not finish out growing in 2021 okay. due to the freeze in February, those antlers were cast, the growth this year, yeah. no residual impact. Oh, I mean, good. some and, and also you had um, a lack of harvest last year because of the funky antlers yeah so uh some really good 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 um, access bucks are out there hunting season wise south zone javelina season and the other open squirrel seasons run
2: through august 31 okay all right what have you been driving oh yeah you like this one this is this is a bob vehicle too the uh, 2022 gmc yukon xl four-wheel drive denali which means it's got All kinds of goodies. This thing's a whopper, too. Three rows, Uh, it'll tow 8,400 pounds. Uh, It's got a lot of goodies, Uh, more than I'll have time to mention, but I'm going to run down a pretty good list here. 420 horsepower V8, 460 pound feet of torque, dynamic fuel management technology, uh, direct injection, variable timings paired to a 10 speed automatic transmission. 10 way power driver and front passenger seats, 10.2 inch diagonal GMC Premium infotainment system, 12 inch diagonal color driver information system, 15 inch diagonal multicolor heads up display, uh, Bose speaker, 14 uh, speaker sound, uh, surround sound system, excuse me, adaptive cruise, enhanced automatic emergency braking, reverse automatic braking, rear camera. Uh, Mirror, you got to get used to that. You look at the mirror, and it's it's a different focus thing. Uh, But also has a washer on the rear camera. Uh, Advanced technology package and has a uh, panoramic power sunroof on it. Uh, Power retractable assist steps, which come in really handy on a big vehicle like this, and when you're as short as I am. I mean, this thing's got the works. Hitch guidance with hitch view, rear vision camera, camera to help you uh, get on that trailer hitch. Uh, Additional camera that'll zoom in on a view uh even have a camera to view briefly to check the trailer when you're driving make sure it's still there this thing was loaded out to the gills too uh this is bob money uh 88 grand bob hey there we go the 2022 gmc yukon xl four-wheel drive denali it's a whopper we're gonna take a break when we come back john
1: slavosky texas parks and wildlife wildlife division director he's on his way This is Morgan
0: Freeman, executive producer of the documentary film, The Sea Word. And I'm here to tell you that defeating cancer takes breakthroughs. A breakthrough is the start of something extraordinary. To be breakthrough is to be brave. Many small breakthroughs can lead, inevitably, to a big breakthrough. The kinds of breakthroughs that advance the fight against cancer. The ones that save lives by the millions. You are the breakthrough. You, the patients taking part in clinical trials. You, the scientists doing next-level research to beat cancer. You, the doctors and nurses who tirelessly care for everyone along the way. Let's be the breakthrough.
3: To learn about screenings and clinical trials that may be right for you, go to StandUpToCancer.org forward slash breakthrough. Stand Up to Cancer is a program of the Entertainment Industry Foundation. Please talk to your healthcare provider about
2: appropriate screenings and clinical trials that may be right for you.
1: The weather is warm, the winds have laid, and fishing across Texas is heating up. Whether it's fresh or saltwater fishing, Texas Outdoors Journal is your best source of timely tips, salooner and tide tables, plus updates on patterns that'll keep you on fish. And even though it's prime time for fishing, Texas Outdoors Journal lets hunters know of off-season hunting opportunities, how to improve one's skills, plus ways to support and pass on our hunting and shooting heritage. These are a couple of reasons why since 1992, Texas Outdoors Journal has currently been named the top outdoor magazine in Texas. No other publication can make a similar claim of sustained excellence. Plus, we know there's 12 months in a year, not something less, so you'll get a copy every month. Prove it to yourself by picking up a copy of Texas Outdoors Journal at your local newsstand, or better yet, subscribe and save off the cover price. To subscribe securely online using a major credit card, Visit TexasOutdoorsJournal.com or call 713-957-3997. We're back with Texas Outdoor News. Bill Olson along with Harold Gunn and this portion of the program is brought to you by Fortified Cottonseed, a partnership forged between Texas families that have been the agricultural and ranching industry for several decades. Fortified Cottonseed is formulated with vitamins and minerals. Fortified Cotton Seed's Red Blend is a naturally high source of protein for deer, elk, exotics, cattle, and is safe for sheep and goats. It optimizes antler growth while its fat content meets energy demands for maintaining body condition and milk production with the advantage of limited intake. Fortified Cotton seed with Vitamins and Minerals Yellow Blend especially formulated for white-tailed deer, but should not be fed to sheep or goats. The whitetail blend is off the chart in fat, fiber, and protein. It is the most efficient and cost-effective way to feed whitetail deer and wildlife. Folks, we talk about the heat oh. um, that can be as taxing on wildlife as oh. um, you know the cold can be. You betcha. Um, you know, bucks are still putting on weight, getting ready for uh, what's going to occur in the fall. Mama deer are putting babies on the ground. And uh, they need uh, a little help to produce that good quality uh, milk for the babies to get their legs under them so they can run away from those critters that want to eat <laughs> right. them. Uh, plus, um, the biggest thing is the free choice and the cost savings. Yes. Because they to just w-
2: eat what they want. They don't get carried away. Exactly. I like that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Two to one savings over a typical protein regimen mm-hmm. is uh, what the studies have found um phenomenal stuff reports are coming in from not only across the Lone Star State but now around the country um over in New Mexico, elk in the Midwest, some of those big northern whitetails um if you got exotic animals they're certainly going to benefit as well. Uh go to their website to see their entire story. You got a great little short video at fortifiedcottonseed.com. Then give them a call at 806 806- 839 2122. That's 806 839 2122. And uh, speaking of wildlife, and mention the top of the program because it really is a um, fun to have gotten to know many of our leaders, mm-hmm. but over the years, where they have moved, have, where they started and moved up. And like John Slavosky, our Wildlife Division Director, we knew him when he was in Tyler as the district leader. Then uh, moved to Austin as assistant wildlife division director, and once he um, kicked Clayton Wolf out, you know, <laughs> he, John took over, you know, as the wildlife division director. John, welcome back to Texas Outdoor News. How you doing, my friend?
4: Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, I'm doing well, and appreciate the opportunity to visit with you today.
1: Absolutely. Listen, um, always try to do something with with you all uh, to see what challenges mid year we're looking at in the wildlife division. First off, had somebody go wildlife division? Is that just deer and turkey? I mean, when you say wildlife, is that both terrestrial, aquatic, and avian?
4: Well, we do we do dabble on a few th- critters that get in the water, <laughs> but most of the, most of the stuff we deal with is is uh, you know terrestrial. But that does include you know all the migratory birds, resident birds. Uh, so yeah. The, the work spectrum is very large.
1: <laughs> well, we, um, we, we alluded earlier to the um, freeze effect that Hurricane uh, Hurricane Winter Storm Uri had in February of 2021. Um, any residual effect? I mean, it had an impact on doves, but seemed like dove are impacted, particularly the northern birds coming in. Uh, what's the challenges that you all are looking at With our native wildlife, not exotics, but our native wildlife.
4: Well, you know, specifically related to the storm, Bill, I think, you know, we recovered for that or are still recovering from that, but we consider ourselves in pretty good shape. You know, the the native wildlife, you know, they took some hits, you know, some, you know, that was most evident to a lot of us was uh, from these uh, uh, bat colonies we have scattered across the state under bridges and places like that. So. When those critters were impacted by the the winter storm, you know that was obvious to people as they were being outside and different things like that. But uh, generally speaking, from quail to doves to the bats, you know um, they're used to that. They, you know, they've evolved through different weather events, and so I think in the in the big picture, uh, we're we're okay and and we'll recover from that and just look to to deal with, you know, current weather challenges like we're experiencing now with, you know, for much of the state, you know, extreme drought conditions and the impacts that's going to have on, you know, hunting seasons this fall and and different things like that.
2: Thanks, John. That was going to be my question. (laughs) But the drought thing, I mean, like, you know, uh, I'm now out of the cattle business in my place in the hill country because of, of, you know, the lack of grass. Uh, And obviously Mm -hmm. that's
4: affecting all the other critters too, aren't they? Well, it is. You know, I just had the opportunity over the last two days to be in an airplane and fly out to the Trans and back. And so, you know how the weather treats it. It's not consistent across the board, especially as big as Texas is. But yeah. there's, I was, I was thankful that I did see some green spots, but man, there's, it's, it's dry, flat dry across the state. And, and we think about, uh, when we have appropriate weather, you know, we always make the statement that, you know, when it rains, we have quail, Uh, very true. So, you know, uh, nest production, initiation and stuff for uh, grassland nesting birds, specifically like quail is gonna be tough, uh, unless you're in one of those favorable locations. And then on a broader scale, when we talk about, you know, one of our, you know, favorite uh, critters that we chase around in the fall, you know, whitetail deer, um, you know, one's gonna expect probably, lesser antler quality going into the fall hunting season maybe a little bit less in body mass and just as not as many groceries on the landscape so it's having a big impact you know Uh, people are you know been experiencing wildfires and so there's lots of challenges with weather whether it's hot or cold in texas and we just need to be adaptable and learn how to deal with it and sometimes have a little patience so
1: All right. Well, listen, uh, we're up against the mid-portion of the program. We need to take a break. So if you would, John, hold on, folks. You stick around as well as we will pick this topic up right after this. You're listening to the state's most honored outdoor radio show, Texas Outdoor News.
3: I'm Stephen Ebling. I'm a fifth-generation farmer. My family
2: has farmed and run cattle on the same piece of ground for over 120 years. We raise black angus cattle, and then we grow cotton, wheat, cucumbers, and seed millet. You just get up and go to work, and you never finish. The nice thing about Capital Farm Credit is it's rooted in agriculture. When I call and I say, hey, I need this done, it's a matter of minutes, not a matter of days or weeks. We're doing our part, and together we will get there.
1: Together we're better. Find out why at capitalfarmcredit.com.
3: The 33rd Annual CCA Texas Star Tournament. Memorial Weekend to Labor Day. Fish all summer to win a Ford F-150 truck and boat package or any of almost 100 prizes in seven divisions. That's over a million dollars in prizes and scholarships. Sponsored by Texas Ford dealers, Tilson Homes, Academy Sports and Outdoors, Cryptech, Shinerbach and Hawk Power Polaris. Winners spotted. Sign up at startournament.org, local bait camps and marinas. Sign up now.
1: We continue our conversation with John Slavosky, Texas Parks and Wildlife, Wildlife Division Director. Uh, John, before you went to that break, um, you were talking about uh, rainfall, drought, impact. Um, That's things that we can't control. But the department, years ago, initiated the antler restriction in, I think, five or six counties west of Houston. Um, That spread into East Texas, and that antler restriction principle has now been implemented into mule deer. Just real quick, for those that haven't heard, the positive impact that it, that, that has had on uh, your age class of, of deer.
4: Yeah, thanks, Bill. You know, the, uh, for both those species, white and mule deer, you know, we've noticed, you know, significant improvements in, in age structure, age classes, you know, across the board um, by as a result of antler restrictions. The mule deer... Uh, aspect of that hasn't been around quite so long but uh just past couple commission meetings we've added several more counties up there in the panhandle uh some experimental counties down there in the TransPecus, you know utilizing um those restrictions to improve that age structure in bucks and it's just as simple you know many people you know uh believe that you know i don't have genetics you know to have to grow big bucks and Usually, if people have more patience, they will have big bucks, and that's partly what the antler restrictions helps us, you know, to to have a more appropriate age structure on the landscape, give those bucks an opportunity to express their genetics, and get a little bit older. You know, they're gonna those deer are gonna have their best antlers. You know, probably sometime after they're four year old, and oftentimes when they're five and six years old. So, um, giving them a chance to mature. Uh, take advantage of of the groceries out there on the landscape and and develop some nice antlers so uh, You know, it gets a little bit frustrating. I think for some people when they have to pass up a a, a, Maybe a lesser quality or a younger age buck Uh, Especially when you got a kid in there. Sometimes that's a little bit challenging, but overall um, giving them a chance to grow up and and get a little bit older is, is the best way to have you know bigger box on the
1: landscape something else folks need to realize is that um the peak years for white-tailed deer and the peak years for mule deer Mm -hmm. are not the same in the age age life Um, um mule deer actually mature a few years later don't they
4: yep that's correct bill i mean it's I can't explain to you why, but everything you know that we know about both of those critters that is true you know um, a mule deer you know you may be looking at you know like say six or more, and uh on those white tailed deer you know we we tell people four and a half or five and a half years is is you know what you should consider a, a mature buck, so
1: sure, sure a lot of programs um to to bring back critters that used to be here mm-hmm. and uh, due to covid and a tragedy uh, with um, the loss of some of our uh, personnel out in west texas uh, looking at uh, the bighorn sheep let's uh, let's acknowledge what's happened there have you all done surveys or were you in that process this year
4: Specific to bighorns? Yes, sir. I'm not sure. Right, yeah, yeah,
1: to the bighorn sheep program. Yeah,
4: so, so we're, you know, we're back to, to uh, aerial surveying bighorn sheep, but we're also, you know, have just completed the first phase of a research project that we had called uh, BAM, uh, Bighorn, Audad, and and Mule Deer Research Effort to kind of have a better understanding of, of really what the impact ads may be having on on bighorns and mule deer uh, habitat overlap, uh, potential disease transmission from from odd ads to bighorns, and and all of those different aspects, you know, interwoven. And what's it what's it mean to the opportunities that we have? And so we have learned that there is some competition uh, amongst all those critters for the best habitat, especially the bighorns and the audads. Uh, and we also have done some additional research to know that that uh, the odddag can uh, transmit uh, disease to bighorns so that's that's of a concern to us but there are people there are landowners that do uh, appreciate the opportunity to have audit on the, on their properties, uh, the hunting opportunities that provides economic return, different things like that. So we're going to continue that research and try and find that balance of, of you know, how many audits can you have before it has negative impacts on bighorn? And again, to further study that overlap of, of uh, suitable habitat, uh, premium, the high-quality habitat that all three of those species may use at, at different times of the year. So there's some challenges out there on the landscape and and managing all those critters at the same time is, is one of those challenges
1: you know i'm really i'm really i'm really glad to see you all including Audad, a non-native species mm-hmm. into the equation um we've got other exotic animals that have an impact um typically or historically the department's position has been to monitor and and study and expend dollars on native species but i think it all has an impact and and i'm glad to see you all Including that,
2: yeah, John. Uh, speaking of impact, what's going on with pigs?
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, well, if you we started this program talking about challenges weather related, <laughs> and, and pigs certainly remain a, a, a challenges for us as well, and, yeah. and we'll probably never get rid of them. We, you know, our contributions to that effort to control, you know, pigs, deals right now with the, some ongoing research with the efficacy of sodium nitrite. Um, we're still in what you would consult, uh, consider the experimental use phase of this, mm-hmm. have been doing studies in both Texas and Alabama uh, uh, for the last couple of years, uh, going back to North Texas uh, next spring again to uh, do some additional studies and and. In very general terms, what we learned is the sodium nitrite is very effective at uh, removing uh, feral swine from the landscape. You know, as the lethality that we've experienced in our studies is as high as 98%. And it happens very quickly. And so that's a good thing. But as we've gone through this process of evaluating this project to control pigs, we have to be concerned about other wildlife on the landscape, what we typically call non-targets, everything from raccoons to opossums, uh to uh to birds and in one of the earlier studies we did have you know uh some impact on some bird species that that got into the feed and so we had to change our delivery methodology and, and figure out some ways to keep non-targets from accessing the baits and so through this process we've been quite quite successful in preventing non-targets and uh, we're ready to move forward with what we hope is the final phase of this experimental use permit and then move towards a product registration process through the EPA was now a target of, of 2025 it's a it's a very long and lengthy process but anytime you're putting toxicants on the landscape we certainly want to be careful that we're not uh, having you know impacts on critters that we're not trying to uh, to remove
1: all right, we've it, got. It a,
4: looks very positive. So, yeah.
1: outstanding, Good. and we'll be monitoring and getting more updated reports. We've got about a minute before we run out of time uh, uh, today, but um, is not if your plate wasn't already full en- enough. Um, now you now you're looking at um, black bear creeping back into the Lone Star State. Anything significant? Or are you just positioning yourself to deal with that um, in the years ahead?
4: Well, we just uh, recently completed our statewide black bear management plan. So uh, we have a document to kind of guide our efforts. But we look at when you talk about black bears in Texas, we're talking about really two places. We have breeding, established breeding populations in the Transfacus. Those numbers of bears are increasing uh, almost seems like daily, I think, due to the drought conditions and stuff. But we're, we're dealing with a lot of bear situations in West Texas we still get the occasional bear wandering in from to East Texas, from Arkansas and Oklahoma and just kind of take care of those on a case by case basis. But, uh, uh, bear numbers are increasing and, uh, you know, it all looks promising and, and we'll just deal with them, you know, as they come up and most of it's, Right now, is just nuisance or public concerns about, hey, I've got a bear in my backyard, and what
1: should I do? Remember, in Texas, bears are an endangered species, and they're protected. Yeah. Yeah. And make, they sure, protected. make sure that that is a pig, that dark <laughs> animal, right. Yeah, right. and not a bear. Uh, so, yeah. Hey, John, listen, appreciate you taking time and giving us an update. Um, uh, thanks to everyone out uh, in the field and all the wildlife management areas and biologists around the state. Um, big state. Big job, and we appreciate y'all doing it.
4: All right. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, Harold.
2: Thank you, John. Appreciate it. Friends, we'll be back with more Texas Outdoor News right after this. Hello. I'm
0: Ernie Hudson. Sometimes I play a hero in the movies and on TV. But what I'm most proud of is being a hero for my four kids. I did that by beating cancer twice. And as a dad, there's nothing I wouldn't do to protect my kids from cancer. The human papillomavirus, or HPV, can cause six types of cancer. That's why every parent needs to know there's an HPV vaccine, and it can stop cancer before it starts. Girls and boys should get the vaccine at 11 or 12. And there's a catch-up option for teens and young adults. Over 40,000 new cases of HPV-related cancer will be diagnosed this year. Together we can change those numbers. Be a hero. Call your child's doctor today and ask about the HPV vaccine. Getting tested for cancer saved my life. Getting your son or daughter vaccinated could save theirs. For more information, go to preventcancer.org. Never fight if you can avoid it. But when you must fight, don't lose. And when nothing less than freedom is at stake, we fight. We're millions of people just like you. We're the longest standing civil rights organization in the U.S. Proud defenders of history's patriots. Protectors of the Second Amendment. Advocating the right to keep and bear arms. Advancing the shooting sports. Championing gun safety, education, and training. Creating a vital legacy by answering freedom's call and we're growing stronger every day. We are the NRA, and the NRA is you. Join forces with the 5 million men and women of the NRA and make a stand for freedom today. Sign up now at joinnra.com.
1: It is time for the Outdoor Calendar on
2: Texas Outdoor News. Harold, what's coming up? Well, uh, let me take a peek out. Of course, as we talk about it. Uh, get your insurance policy, friends. There's 2022 CCA Star tournaments going on statewide uh, through Labor Day weekend. Sign up for this. Go to ccatexas.org. It'll be real simple. Uh, June 19, of course, you know, Father's Day statewide. Take Dad outside. Take him, take, take him pig hunting, please. <laughs> uh, on the 29th, Van Zandt County uh, Hunting Heritage Chapter National Wild Turkey Federation in Canton. Uh, for information on that, nwtf.org. And... uh Take Dad for a ride to one of those events in your new Ford truck. Folks,
1: there's a number of reasons why I'm so partial to Ford trucks. One is they're built Ford Tough, and that means they're dependable. In fact, there are more Ford F-Series trucks on the road with over 250,000 miles than any other brand. Ford F-Series has been the number one selling truck in America for 45 years running and is the number one selling truck in Texas. You see, Ford F-Series trucks have the best-in-class towing and payload and are the strongest trucks on the road. So why don't you do yourself a favor and stop by one of the 275 best-in-Texas Ford dealers and find out for yourself what built Ford Tough really means.
2: Hey, hey, hybrid light. We were talking yeah. about it. It'll it'll just open up the, the world for you. It's the official mobile lighting provider of Texas Outdoor News. they got flashlights, headlamps, work lamps, lanterns, more, more, more. These products charge with a USB cord or the sun or any light source. Hold a charge for seven years. can be used to charge your phone, too. So for 20% off any of their products and free same-day shipping, Go to HybridLight.com and at checkout, add the discount code TEXAS20. Again, 20% off, free same-day shipping, HybridLight.com. I
1: want to thank our guest, John Slavosky, Texas Parks and Wildlife, Wildlife Division Director. Next week, party time. Uh, What? Angie Manning, Communications Director from Southwest Louisiana, Lake Charles Convention and Visitors Bureau. Oh. Yeah
2: something about that bonton roule roulet thing <laughs> anyway do remember that texas outdoor news is brought to you by ford trucks and your best in texas ford dealers check our website out texasoutdoornews.com all our shows are archived there you can play them there you can get them on facebook you can get them on stitcher smart radio just get them okay remember whether you're on the water or in the woods be safe out there so you can join us next week same time same
4: station for more texas outdoor news